Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live.
only their freedom to gain. They were men of means. They weren't men that were slow or unlearned. They were men that were educated. And uh, 25 of them were lawyers and jurists. Nine were farmers who owned large farms. They put it all on the line because they had a dream that they wanted to be free. And they knew the penalty for it, that it would be hung by your neck until dead if you signed that declaration. But they did. Carter Braxton had his ship swept from the sea, and he lost his home and property, and he died in rags. Thomas McKee of Delaware, he was harassed, and he was forced to move his family five times in five months, and he served Congress without pay, and his family went into hiding, and they lived in poverty. This is what they paid. Ellery Watson, his property was looted. Thomas Nelson Jr. raised $2 million on his own name, and he spent his life paying that back, and he died bankrupt. But he, he did it for freedom. His own government didn't pay him back. But he did it that he could be free. Francis Lewis, his home was destroyed. His wife was thrown in prison, and she died in prison. John Hart was driven from the bedside of his dying wife, and he, his family was scattered, and he lived in caves, and he hid in the forest, and when he returned, his wife was dead, and he couldn't find his kids, all for the price of freedom. Two were captured by the British and tortured. Twelve of them, their homes were burned. Two lost sons in the war. One had two sons captured. Nine died in war, but they put their names on the line. They signed that declaration of independence that we might be able to sit here today and enjoy freedom. What a difference that day made. One day can make a difference. Praise God. In Luke, this 20, 23rd chapter in the 42nd verse, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into the kingdom. In Luke 23 and 26, it said, And they led him away, and they laid hold upon one Simon of Cyrene, coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross, that he might bear it after Jesus. And they followed with a great 
praise God. How many knows the Ten Commandments? I learned them in Sunday school. Thou shall have no gods before me is my great commandment. You ought to teach that downstairs. Thou shalt not make any graven image by thy hand. Thou shalt not take my name in vain. If thou forgivest me, remember thou to keep the Sabbath day alone for thee. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery, and thou shalt not steal. Love thy neighbor as thyself, and show thy neighbor peace. Covet not thy neighbor's house or anything of his. I have a neighbor that he kind of covets some of my property. I want to say, man, that's number 10 of the big 10. The last two neighbors have tried. One guy said, I don't pay any attention to boundaries. And after I moved there, I found out his garden was on part of my property. I thought, no wonder he don't pay any attention to boundaries. But I'm telling you what, that guy probably didn't know a thing about the Ten Commandments. And I know that the people in our country, they have taken them out of courthouses and taken them out of the school. And, and you know what? Because they don't want to feel the guilt when they read that. But here he is. He's standing in paradise after he died. Praise God. Could you imagine when he met an angel there and he said, what are you doing here? I don't know. Praise God. Here he is walking on the streets of gold, have a mansion, brand new glorified body. Praise God. Don't sit down by the river of life. The angel what are you doing here? Jesus himself said that the fearful and the unbelieving and, and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and adulterers and all liars shall have their part in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And as he, Jesus said, except you repent, you'll die in your sins. He told the religious people, I go my way and ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. So what in the world are you doing here? Your fellow thief's not here. The guy that hung on the other side of Jesus is not here. So what are you doing here? I don't know. Well, what do you mean you don't know? Well, just because I don't know. Well, let's, let's go find a, a, a more an angel with more authority. And let's ask him about you. Well, what are you doing here? Did, did John the Baptist baptize? 
didn't say anything, but I went home that night and I said, God, there's a guy named Greg. And somebody told me today that he needed me. Would you make a way for me to work with Greg? Mean, ungodly, lost. Next day I went to work and I sat down. I did the same job every day. And the boss said, Frank, you're going with Greg today. You're running the dozer today. And I thought, I don't know how to run a dozer. I don't know how to run a dozer. And I thought, he'll show me how to start it if he ain't too hateful. But I got in the truck with him, and when we sat down, we were driving. It was a long ways to the part of the job that we were going to. And he said, Preacher, I just asked God last night to let me work with you today. Man, I talked to him. I witnessed to him all the way up to where we were shoving slate. And I witnessed to him at lunchtime. And I witnessed to him on our way back down to, to where the bathhouse was. And, and he came to church on Sunday morning. He repented of his sins. I baptized him in Jesus' name. He came up speaking in tongues. He hadn't done anything to deserve it. But I'm here to tell you, when he repented of his sins, that man on the middle cross... He changed his life and what a difference that it made on that day in his life. One day can make a difference. You just got to have connections with the man on the middle cross. He told me, he said, my wife, she's Catholic. She will never come to this church. The next Sunday she came. When I finished preaching, she ran to the altar, repented of her sins, baptized her in Jesus' name. She come up speaking in tongues. Praise God. You know why? Because people haven't met that man on the middle cross. He'll make a difference. There's a lot of difference between meeting him and calling yourself religious. Because there's a change that comes in your life when you repent of your sins and you're baptized in Jesus' name. We've baptized over a thousand since 2017 in Parkersburg. Somebody, somebody called, somebody sent my son a message said, I can't believe you baptized a lesbian. Yeah, we baptized people that were drunks and liars and fornicators and adulterers and lesbians and gays. And It's hard to tell what kind of people we baptized. Sometimes you look at the congregation and you think, oh my goodness, I feel like I need to be packing some heat in here today. I told somebody the other day, I said, you probably... I said, you need to come to Parkersburg, but you, you probably ought to get you a tattoo before you come to fit in. The system pastor's got one all the way up to here. He was walking down the street one day. My son David said, Dad, I was having the worst time of my life, the worst day of my life. Somebody had talked so bad to me. And he said, I got up out of my office and walked outside and seen this guy walking down the street. I introduced myself to him and said, hey, you want to come in and see what we're doing here? We bought this old hospital and we're turning it into a church. He said, yeah, I'd like to see. It wasn't long till Justin was in the altar. Praise God. Then he received the Holy Ghost. Spent 15 years of his life in prison. Man, he and his wife were, were drug addicts, meth addicts, and, and heroin addicts. But one moment in an altar of prayer, it changed his life. Praise God. And now he's assistant pastor of an apostolic church. How does that happen? <laughs> Praise God. I don't have one of those testimonies, but I love those testimonies. 
church all my life. I repented when I was 12 years old. And I got baptized at Trouble Beach. We drive by it every now and then. She and I got baptized at the same time. We were teenagers. When she came into the church, we were having a cottage prayer meeting and her brother brought her and she repented at the couch. And we got baptized at Trouble Beach. And I've been in church my whole life. I don't, I've never done drugs. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never, I got high on Michael one time. <laughs> and had to preach. I'd had upper respiratory. And, and if I didn't stop it, it would go, it'd go into pneumonia. 
said, so I, I only reason I came back a second time is to prove you couldn't preach good two times in a row. Now he's telling me this. He said, then he asked me to come up for prayer and I thought, here he is, he's gonna blow on me and I'm gonna fall out in the floor. But he came up and I anointed him with oil and prayed and prayer of faith over him and he went home. He said, that night I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and he said, I raised my head up and there was a hand right here, just a hand. He said, it pushed me on the head and said, lay down, I'm working on your heart tonight. He went back to the doctor and the doctor said, your heart's not as bad as we thought it was. I know who touched him. Yeah, Praise God. I baptized him. He came to the altar and repented on this side of the podium. I baptized him in Jesus' name and his wife. He received the Holy Ghost. I don't know how long he lived after that, but he lived a lot longer than what the doctor said it was possible, and he became a member of the church. Praise God. I was preaching in Zanesville one time about the grace of God, and, and I, I was talking, and I walked down the aisle, and there was a young man sitting right here, and I said, even if you're a car thief, God will forgive you. I heard people go, oh. he just got arrested for grand theft auto. I didn't know it, but God knew it. Hey, if you're a car thief, come on in. If you're an adulterer, come on in. If you're a lesbian, come on in. Praise God. I don't care who you are. See, it's not up to the preacher. It's up to the man on the middle cross. And he says, whosoever will can come and drink of the water of life freely. Though your sins be scarlet, they'll make you whiter than snow. I was with a guy in my truck one day, and we came by a guy. He said, look at that filthy drug pusher. They ought to execute him. So I took him home and dropped him off, and I came back to the guy's house. I got his suit on. I knocked on the door. He came to the door. He, he looked at me. He thought I was the FBI. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but he had a pot filled up on the mountain. He was growing pot. And uh, he said, can I help you? I said, I'm Pastor Frank Barnes, and I pastor right up at Glen Ferris. I said, I'd like you to come. I'd like you to be a part of our church. He looked at me like I was from another planet. Like, you got to be kidding, right? I baptized people that I think they believed that John 3.16 was a bathroom on third floor. They had no clue about the Bible. One guy was sitting, his name's Ron Lee. He was sitting in the back corner. And, and I looked back there and we, we did a little sucker bucket. And that's kids pick suckers and his kids loved it. He came to see what the excitement was about. And I looked back there and he's going, I thought he's having a seizure on the back seat. 
said, hey, how about giving me a drink of water? She said, how is it thou being a Jew asking for me, a woman of Samaria, to drink? You Jews don't have any dealings with us Samaritans. They were half Jew and half Gentile. And they were prejudiced. They couldn't have dinner with them even. He said, woman, if you only knew the gift of God and who saith unto thee, give me the drink, you would ask of me and I'd give you living water. You'd never thirst again. Woo, hallelujah. And, and she said, give me the drink. And he said, go get your husband. Go call your husband. She said, I don't have one. He said, you've spoken the truth. You've had five. And the one you got now is not your husband. You're just shacked up. He wasn't downtown talking with the, with the leaders of the synagogue. He was at Jacob's well talking to a woman that had had five husbands and she was just living with somebody. Man, she said, our fathers taught us to worship in this mountain. You say that Jerusalem is a place to worship. She changed the subject. Man, he, she got in a tight spot. This man knew too much. Yes. Praise God. He said, woman, the time coming and now is that whoever's going to worship the Father has to worship him in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh yes. such to worship him. She ran downtown and said, you got to come and see a man that's told me all I've done. Surely he must be the Messiah. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, that woman dropped her pitcher. She drank and was made richer from that living water that came up from the well. Praise God. Hallelujah. When I ride by people, I don't see, I don't see uh, dope heads and drunks and liars and I see potential members of Cambridge, the Anchor Church of Cambridge. Praise God. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many trumpet players are out there, and saxophone players, and guitar players, and keyboard players. I work with a guy who can sing identical to Johnny Cash. You don't know who's out there. I'd like to win a Johnny Cash in the church. Let him sing gospel for a while.
Thank you. 
Forgive me, Lord, of every 
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.